0: Giving prayer that was offered up to you. Thank you for the scripture read. Absolutely fl- flood our minds with yourself. You are so welcome here, Spirit. Please um, be with us and guide us and uh, give us a good word. Amen. All right. Well, uh, what I'm hoping to do is just go through the reading with you and share with you some of the things that came up for me. And um, hopefully that will bring up things in your minds as well. God will bring things to your heart and to your consciousness that um, maybe you've been thinking about already. Um, And we can just work through this together. So I, um, I'll start with the first verse again, verse 6. This is in 2 um, Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. If you um, brought your Bible, please feel free to um, open to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 6 says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure has come. So when I first read this, I really wanted to know what a drink offering is. And I looked up all of the references in my Bible that mentioned a drink offering. So I'll share those with you right now. The first one is in Genesis chapter 34, verse 14. And it's in the context of Jacob uh, fleeing from Esau and God's presence being with him. And God blesses him and gives him a new name, which is Israel. And Jacob, now Israel, pours out the drink offering on a pillar of stone with, um, with oil so he, he gives it as an offering of thanks to uh, commemorate his new name. And then in Exodus, uh, we see a drink offering mentioned in the context of consecrated priests, which at first sounded really, you know, maybe that didn't apply to, to me, but then I, I realized that in First Peter, we are all priests. So this does apply to us. And the verse um, is that along with lambs, we shall offer with it a grain offering and its drink offering as in the morning for a pleasing aroma, a food offering to the Lord. So that Pleasing aroma just brought up so much imagery in my mind. And um, I want to share with you one other. There are a couple other places where drink offering is mentioned. But one other that I thought was so beautiful is in Numbers. And this is about um, giving daily offerings. The drink offering is paired with food to create a pleasing and soothing aroma. Poured out in the holy place. So if Paul is saying he is being poured out as a drink offering, and we are uh, brothers and sisters with Paul, we are also drink offerings. So that made me wonder what is the aroma that we're giving off? What do we What do I smell like to God? And am I living my life as an offering or am I just living for myself? And then, you know, of course, I thought about all of my shortcomings and realized that Jesus is the ultimate offering and sacrifice And when God looks at us, he sees Jesus' sacrificial perfection and beauty. And that brought me so much encouragement. So we are drink offerings. We give off an aroma. And maybe today we could just think about what is that aroma that we're giving off to each other and and most importantly to God. God. So verse seven says, "I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith." So this uh, verse is filled with very active, sporty, even sporty words, um, and so it it brought to mind um, my many years as a competitive swimmer. I was really really serious about it um, daily sometimes twice a daily practices and meets on the weekends even so though with all this time being put into practice and preparing the only way I was ever able to make it to the state championship was on a relay team so what, what am I trying to say with that What I mean is that we've got to buddy up, yes, to to run this race and to fight this fight. So buddies are for encouragement. And we feel that when we come in and Sister Angela greets us at the door with that warm hug and we feel that when we're worshiping together and we feel that when we smile at each other and um, check in with how things are going and, and maybe you've gotten a text from somebody that is a Bible verse or just a nudge toward Christ. And that's what buddies are for. And in addition to encouragement, buddies are also for accountability. Yes, I've heard it said, Um, Or I've heard it called accountability buddies, if you will. And that is important because we need to be encouraged not only in the good things, but encouraged out of the dark places as well. And that was really real to me. Um, a few months ago, I was really struggling with a, just a sinful behavior, honestly. And my friend and I were talking about it, and she, she's a strong believer. And she said, how about you text me every time it happens? Which is not when we think to text somebody. Like, hey, how's it going? I sinned. <laughs> Can you pray for me? Can you pray with me? Um, but it was really helpful. So, again, buddies are for encouragement and buddies are for confessing uh, to in the presence of God. Um, so one, one more thing um, about this this fighting and racing um, in that image of the relay team and buddying up, I want us to think about who our team is. And maybe there's somebody that God's putting on your mind right now to reach out to. And also to remember that, you know, no matter who it is on our team, how big or how small, we're already on the winning team. Yes. In Psalm 124, David reminds us that we're already on the winning team because it's the Lord who's on our side. It's not just us trying to do the right thing; it's the Lord. So um, that I was I was really contemplating a lot this this action, uh, the fighting and the running of the race, and I realized. That sometimes fighting and racing doesn't look so sporty. It doesn't look so active. Yes, it can also come in the form of rest. Yes, and and letting go and not running um, the race that is that God's not calling us to, but rather the race that the world is. Uh, enforcing on all of us, which is to, you know, do more, get more, buy more, productivity equals success, and um, especially, I think, this time of year, it's, it's really go, 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 and sometimes the fight, because it can be a struggle for me to close my computer, to put my phone down, That's the fight, is to let go and to stop and to be quiet in God's presence. Um, And Jesus says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And in saying that, he offers us a way out of the clamor if you're experiencing Struggle And busyness and hurry in your life right now, taking a, a Sabbath to be with God for a day or an afternoon or even just for a moment in your car, just to be in God's presence and resting in him is a way to fight and to run the race. Uh, You've probably heard this quote, but it's worth repeating. Um, Dallas Willard says that hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. There is nothing else. So I pray that we would that. I, and I'm speaking for myself here, that I, I would ruthlessly eliminate hurry from my life and just sit in God's presence today and, and daily as I look ahead to the new year. And now um, we're coming to the last verse here, verse eight. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of, of righteousness which the lord the righteous judge will award to me on that day and not only to me but also all those who have loved his appearing and so to me the word crown really jumped out at me when i read this verse and um I've been ruminating on these verses for a while, ever since um, Pastor uh, told me about uh, these verses and that I would be bringing the message today. Of course, I was really nervous and just was looking at the verses and really trying to um, chew on them in addition to um, reading in other parts of the Bible. And given that the Bible a living, breathing document, God connects things for us, even when we're reading in a few or many different places. And so um, not too long ago, I happened to be reading Proverbs. And um, this, uh, this verse jumped out at me that uh, this is in Proverbs 4. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, and whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. So that's in Proverbs 4. And again, that word "crown" in Second Timothy here. I thought, well, what is is there a connection here? Is this the same crown? And so, looking at this verse, it says that wisdom, and then wisdom leads to insight, and then insight leads to this crown. And in the verse, it says that um, running the race and fighting the good fight leads to this crown as a reward. And so I thought, what is the connection here? And looking back to Proverbs 1, verse 7, has the answer. It says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. So in essence, Jesus is the key. Jesus is the key in This verse in 2 Timothy and also in Proverbs because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the note in my study Bible in 2 Timothy really summed it up well and I'll share it with you here. Uh, This is a quote. It is clear that the rewarded behavior is possible only because of grace. So grace given to us by Jesus is the key to this reward, is the key to running the race with endurance. It's Jesus. He's already done it. As Sister Annie shared in her testimony a few uh, months ago, it's already done. It's already done. And, um, The last part of the verse, after um, the beginning, henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all those who have loved his appearing. So given the new year coming, and... The uh, word choice in this verse, we can't help but think about the return of our king. Christ is uh, coming back and we're closer now than ever before. Yes. And I have to be honest with you, sometimes when I think about that day, I feel worried. I feel that I haven't run the race or fought the good fight. I remember um, the ways that I've messed up willingly and unwillingly. And I, I feel so unworthy and, and I need to ask for forgiveness. And you know what? He does. He has forgiven us, yes. Amen. Yesterday, uh, listening to a worship song uh, brought the, the final verses that I will share with you today. Um, this is from Revelation 5, verses 2 through 11. And I, I thought, well, I, can, I should narrow this down to uh, maybe shorten it up a little bit. But it's so good. It is so rich, so worshipful if I could just read those verses to you right now and and feel free to close your eyes and just, just picture this. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll, but no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or to look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb looking as if he had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God, amen, persons from every tribe and every language and from every nation and every people. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice, they were saying, worthy is the lamb who was slain. Amen. So reading that transformed me from feeling so unworthy and remembering how I've been lazy in running the race and how I've messed up to realizing that Jesus bought us with a price. Jesus is the lamb who was slain. Jesus is perfect, and Jesus has brought us in. He has invited us in to be among those thousands singing and praising. And right now, our prayers are being added to those bowls of incense. Amen. Now that, that gets me excited about the new year and that day that is coming. And so, As this year comes to a close and as we look ahead to 2024 and especially to the return of Christ, I want to invite and maybe even challenge us to take some time today with God and ask him, God, what is one thing I can grow into and then one thing I can Step away from, grow out of, rebuke, change. And um, as, a, as a closing prayer, I um, will share with you a, uh, a prayer from my favorite devotional called Lectio. Uh, this is a prayer inspired by Philippians chapter 1 and Romans chapter 12. For us to live is Christ and to die is gain. So I offer myself today, come what may, as a living sacrifice. Rescue me, Lord, from the patterns of this world. Transform me by the renewing of my mind for the sake of your ever-increasing glory. Amen. you all and um happy new year god thank you so much for um being here with us today i pray that you would continue to be with us as we leave these doors and as we go perhaps to see family or to see friends or to just take some quiet time at home god you are there you're in the ins and outs you go before us and behind us, and you protect us on all sides. Thank you, Jesus, for doing the work and inviting us in to run the race and to fight the good fight. Would you teach us and show us how we can do that? And would you lavish us with your forgiveness and grace so that we may keep going and know that this is not about us this is about you jesus thank you for inviting us into your story we pray that this would be a sweet smelling savor and fragrance and aroma to you right now in Jesus' name we pray to you father amen